Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 22 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. Glad to have you here and I'm super excited to bring you this episode this week. It was initially going to be the one key factor for online success. However, it has evolved into the three key factors for online success over the last 24 hours. And uh, one of those factors came up in the last 10 minutes just before recording this show. And it uh, is a critical factor. So super excited to bring you the content today. I think you'll really enjoy it. But before we get right into the content, I got a little bit of housekeeping to take care of and uh, a couple of thanks to go out to a couple of different folks. First off, I've had a lot of great email interactions with some folks. I sent out uh, an email to recent subscribers, as I do, just saying, hey, how did you find the site? What uh, is there anything I can help with? Do you have any suggestions for topics? And that's something I usually do maybe a week or so after you subscribe to my email list at nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe. And I got some great feedback from Lori, Stu, Jose, Paul, and Elsa. I really appreciate the uh, interaction I've had with you guys over the last week or so. And also, I wanted to thank Stu. I believe I already thanked him, but I'm going to do it again anyway. He purchased the Forever Affiliate Program through my link at nichesitetools.com forward slash forever. And that's an affiliate marketing training program, and I know he's really enjoyed it so far. He's uh, had some success, uh, gotten some rankings already, and uh, gotten a a, a new idea for an affiliate product to promote. So great job, Stu. Keep up the great work. And uh, several folks also purchased Easy Azon, which is the uh, Amazon, uh, the plugin that helps you to promote Amazon products on your WordPress sites. And it's called Easy Azon 3.0 from Chris Guthrie. And I have a discounted link to that. So if you're interested in promoting Amazon products on your WordPress sites, definitely check that out. It's nichesitetools.com forward slash easyazon. That's E-A-S-Y-A-Z-O-N. And if you go through that link, you will get a uh, you'll get to the sales page for a discounted version of that product. I believe it's like twenty percent off or a little bit more. I think it's ten dollars off. Normally it's forty seven. It is thirty seven through that link. So definitely take advantage of that if that's something you're interested in. And also, I want to do a really quick shout out to all the email subscribers I've had over the last couple of weeks. And I'm just going to go through and try to pronounce some of these names or the email addresses where I don't have names. So, Jay Jackson, Sabia, my name is Joswath, Jose, Brian, Paul, Christine, Marion, Luis, DJ Hammer, Laker Business, Silly, Honest Kindness, and Kenneth. So thank you guys so much for subscribing to my email list. You should have instantly received my free keyword brainstorming guide, and hopefully that's helped to give you some ideas. And um, just thank you very much for subscribing. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't had a chance to subscribe, please do so at nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe. And then you'll instantly receive that keyword brainstorming guide, but you'll also receive updates anytime I put out a new post or podcast episode. So you'll be tapped in and you'll know when there's uh, new content on the wire. So that's it as far as uh, housekeeping goes this week. Thanks for uh, sticking around through that. And we're going to get right into the content this week. 
And the initial idea for this episode actually came from those emails that I was referring to when I reach out to you guys and you respond back. And what I realized is that probably about half of the emails that I receive, not from any particular person, but overall over the past year or so, half of those emails are actually from folks that have done a lot of research. They found my site through researching affiliate marketing or various different pieces of niche site creation. And they've done a ton of research. It could have been over you know, months, weeks, or even years, some folks, but they haven't started. And that is was the key fact, the key factor that I was going to do for this episode. So the most important factor on having success in online business or anything for that matter in life is getting started. So you can have the best ideas in the world, you can you know, have the best intentions, you can have a great work ethic, but if you don't take that first step and jump right in and actually make progress towards your goals, obviously you're not going to get anywhere with those goals. And I think that's kind of obvious and it goes without saying, but it, I think it really needed to be said because this happened to me also. Um, when you have all these different ideas and you are doing that, you're in that research phase and you're maybe trying a couple of different training programs or even more so you may get distracted by shiny objects, which happens to me all the time. You may have one idea initially, like maybe you want to create an Amazon focused site, but then you find out, uh, you hear something on a podcast episode or maybe a post online where somebody's having great success with AdSense and making money that way. So you get distracted, you start to go down that road and you never actually create a site or get started on an actual project. So that can hurt everyone immensely. So if you're stuck in that research phase, my suggestion for you would just be to pause that, know that you don't have to have all the information when you get started. You can certainly learn as you go along, and I think that's kind of one of the best ways to actually learn is to actually jump in, make some mistakes, and learn from those mistakes. Of course, it's always great if you can learn from the mistakes of others so that you don't make them as well. But nothing really beats on-the-job training. So if you've been struggling, you have a couple of ideas, but maybe they're not perfect. Maybe they have, you've done some keyword research perhaps, and you see that there's enough searches for that particular product or idea, but maybe the competition's a little bit too high or you're not exactly sure if this is, you know, exactly what you want to do. There's no better way to figure it out than to actually jump in and try. It is far better to jump in, get the wrong domain name, get the wrong, you know, find out that the terms that you're um, targeting don't have quite the number of searches you wanted. You know, all those things can happen no matter what. So despite the fact that you do all the keyword research, you have the best intentions, you think you have the um, all the information you need to create a perfect site, things always happen. So have a couple of ideas in mind, get started on one and then learn as you go along, adapt as you get started, get that site um, registered, get your web hosting set up, get your WordPress site set up and actually just start to create that content and, um, you know, get it out there because the longer your content is out there, the more it has a chance to rank and the more you have Uh, more time you have to build up traffic and eventually have success, uh, get those rankings increased, traffic increase, and hopefully eventually some sales. So 
That is really the most important factor. Any of you guys out there that have been doing some great research and uh, have not yet gotten started, I cannot stress anymore that getting started and actually making that purchase of your domain name, getting your hosting set up, and getting that content started is the most important factor in your online success. And that kind of rolls right into factor number two, which is progress, not perfection. And that goes directly in line with uh, step number one, which is getting started. And I am a perfectionist by nature. It is a hindrance when doing online adventures and a lot of other things in life. It can be a blessing as well as a curse. But what I found is online especially, it is more of a curse than a blessing. Because if I feel that I need to have everything perfect, my content probably takes two to three times longer to produce, whether it's an audio podcast or a blog post. You probably don't even want to know how long it takes to do some blog posts. For instance, the one last week on the seven key tips as far as SEO goes, on-page SEO, that took me probably 12 to 16 hours to create that piece of content. And it was it was deliberate in that I wanted to make sure I had a really great piece of content that I could share on uh, different social media platforms and submit potentially to other online directories where they share um, content like that that has catchy headlines and has a broad appeal. So it was intentional that I really wanted to put a lot of time and effort into that uh, particular blog post. And if you haven't checked it out, be sure to do so. It's great as far as uh, giving seven key tips for on-page SEO. You can go to nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 21 and you'll see uh, episode 21 there. But I digress. The point of that was progress, not perfection. So that's something I've had to overcome myself. And it's something I heard from Jeremy Franson over at Internet Business Mastery. And he stressed that, I think it was six months or maybe even more so, six to eight months ago. And that really hit home for me when he said that. And now at the time, I was really struggling with uh, creating content, how long it was taking. I loved to put out the content. I loved once the content was out there, but it was really a difficult process for me to get that content out there because I had to make sure it was absolutely perfect. So I would go through and proofread that blog post. Um, Typically at the time I was doing more blog posts than podcast episodes. And uh, it was taking me minimum, minimum of eight hours for probably an 800 to 1200 word post. And it was, in many cases, it was far longer than that. So it was wearing on me a bit. I have a full-time job during the week, and I do a lot of my online stuff on the weekend. So typically I will do it, uh, my blog posts or podcast episodes go live Monday morning, but typically I'm either working on it sometime between Friday night and uh, Sunday evening. So during the weekend, if 8 to 10 hours of my weekend every week is spent on publishing the content, that really takes away from you know relaxation time, time with my wife and uh, things of that nature. So right now it's okay because my wife is doing an online degree program in addition to working full time. So I have some extra time on the weekend when she's doing her schoolwork, but she's going to be done with that soon in December. And the bottom line is really who wants to spend their entire weekend working on their online business? Even if they really enjoy it like I do, you still don't want to spend your entire weekend working on your online adventures. 
because eventually you'll start to resent it. Uh, let's say, you know, you had some different plans and then your plans got shuffled or you had to delay some things you were going to do. All that will start to wear on you over time. So I knew that was something for me that was going to need to be overcome in order for me to continue and for me to continue to make progress on my websites and to enjoy what I did. And just it's something that I think is really a problem for a lot of folks. And it's definitely something I've had to work at and continue to have to work at to overcome. So I just wanted to make sure you guys realize how important that is. Don't get bogged down into having the perfect content or making sure everything is perfect when you put out the piece of content, whether it's audio, video, written written word, um, as far as blog posts go. Don't worry about making that perfect. The key is to get out content on a regular basis. And if it's not 100% perfect, your audience is still going to stick with you for the most part. And around that same time that I came across that progress, not perfection um, phrase, there was a couple of different things that uh, kind of stressed that for me. Another was I was listening to Cliff Ravenscraft's podcast over at podcastanswerman.com. And at that same time, he had made some mistakes in one of his podcast episodes. Not mistakes, but he had, uh, you know, like he needed to stop, grab a drink, or he needed to cough, or... You know, something happened in his audio, but he just kept going. And Pat Flynn has done that as well. A lot of times he'll leave in things and not edit them out to show that he's not perfect. And that was something that was really key for me. I was really stressed out initially when creating the podcast that I wanted to try to make sure. Number one, I didn't like hearing my voice and that was something I needed to overcome. So I just sat down, recorded and said, hey, I'm putting this out there. Whether it's perfect or not, it's going live. And that was really, you know, great. One of the factors in getting started, like I said, was just to sit down and do it. Don't worry about what's going to happen. And of course, you know, you you fear the worst, like, oh, nobody's going to like this. I'm going to get criticism. And none of that has happened. So typically you're going to fear the worst and uh, typically none of that comes to fruition so anything you might be worried about don't worry about it and nobody's perfect and I think it's important to for other folks to realize that so when I do the audio for these podcasts it's certainly not perfect there's probably a lot of ums and so's and different uh, you know things that you probably should not do in recording audio but obviously getting the content out there and getting that message out is of the utmost importance and hopefully you guys can deal with the uh, small imperfections in the audio and I'm sure you're fine with that I'm fine with that when I hear it on other people's shows so again It is all about getting started and progress, not perfection. Don't feel that you have to be, you know, 100% perfect. Of course, that's not to say that you need to put out terrible content. Obviously, you want your content to be the best it can be. So, for instance, if you're not the best as far as spelling or grammar goes, you could always do your blog posts in Microsoft Word, run it through the spell checker, grammar check, and then copy-paste it into WordPress. So certainly make sure that your content is the best it can be. However, don't get bogged down in making sure that uh, you know everything is going to be perfect and everything is going to be received by your audience in the best possible way. So another, another term for this is minimum viable product. When a lot of folks create actual products, for instance, if you're going to create your own web app or uh, you know, training site or whatever the case may be, you don't want to make sure that the product is perfect right out of the gate. 
you want to put out the minimum viable product so something people will get a lot of value out of, but that can evolve over time. So once they get that product in their hands, maybe they have suggestions or bug fixes or feature ads, and eventually that product can become what you intended. But you want to have that audience there at first that can run through that for you and give you some positive feedback and get things going but you do want to get that product out there first get started and get something in the hands of your customers rather than just wait around and make sure it's perfect again this is something i still struggle with on a weekly basis but i'm very conscious of it now whereas before it was just something i accepted i knew i was a perfectionist and i knew it was going to take me forever to create content but now it's much more of a focus on I know what the main point I want to get out and how can I go about this in the best possible way, bringing you great content while at the same time balancing the time it takes to create it. So it's definitely a balancing act. It's definitely something I still struggle with. But it, uh, as long as you're aware of it and uh, you're focused on getting started and making that progress rather than making it perfect, I think it'll go a long way to helping you achieve success. And the third key factor for achieving success online is not to be afraid to ask for the sale. And this is a very specific case that I ran into less than 30 minutes before I hit record on this episode. And it's something that's still bothering me and it's going to bother me for a while. But I said, hey, this is going to be a great learning experience for you guys and something that I can pass along as part of this episode. So all is not lost, but... Uh, let me explain really quick what happened. I've been uh, I have this uh, affiliate site that's promoting a particular product that I created um, after going through the Forever Affiliate Program, and I've had some success on that site. I've had several sales, and uh, recently I got an email two to three days ago from someone asking questions about that. So we've been going back and forth. We probably had five or six different emails. And today she emailed me and said, I'm just about to purchase the product. I just have one final question. And uh, when I was responding to that, I had two thoughts going through my mind. I'm thinking, well, we've been interacting back and forth. She found about, out about this product through my website. So obviously my thought was, sure, certainly she's going to give me the affiliate commission and go through my link without me asking. So I don't want to be real salesy. We've had some great conversations so far. So I'm just going to assume that she's going to purchase through my link and all is good. Well, of course, you obviously know based on my talking about this that she didn't end up purchasing through my link. And I was so close. I knew she was about to make that purchase. And I was so close to just saying, hey, um, this probably goes without saying, but uh, if you wouldn't mind going through my affiliate link, it will cost you no additional money and I'll get a small affiliate commission. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go through my link. Nothing, you know, what's the worst that could happen? And uh, that's absolutely what I should have done. Uh, we had the conversations. I was, uh, you know, on my previous conversations with her, I had nothing to do with sales. They were just asking, answering exactly what she was asking. And uh, I was well within my rights to just include that link. And I knew I should have done it. As soon as I hit send, I was kicking myself for not doing that. And I lost that commission. That's thirty-five, somewhere between thirty-five and forty-five dollars that I just lost by not asking. So that is definitely a learning experience. Something that's going to bother me. I 
I knew for sure she was probably going to be purchasing that product. She was really excited about it, and I should have just asked for it at that last, you know, I knew she was about to purchase it. So if you're ever question, if there's ever a question on, you know, I, I always lean towards the side of not being salesy. So don't go for the hard sale. Don't go for, you know, anytime you're sending out emails to subscribers, if you're, you know, always sending emails that have to do with a particular product or you're promoting a new product every week, that can really turn off your listeners and get a lot of folks to unsubscribe and uh, people will lose interest in your site. So I, that there's the caveat there to definitely don't be salesy. Don't always try to pitch things. And I think you'll find that through my site that I'm definitely not that that is definitely not the case. I may mention products like I did at the beginning of this post. Folks that have purchased products or things that I may promote that you'll get a discount or things like that. But in general, you'll not get an email from me on a consistent basis that is promoting something or just strictly say, hey, you know, here, buy this product. That's that's not what I'm about. And I don't, I don't actually recall if I've ever done that. But I, there's a time and a place for that. Certainly, if I come across something that I think is awesome, there's a limited discount or something like that. Absolutely, that's the time to send it out to your subscribers and make sure they can take advantage of a discount like that. And that's not to say that you can never do that. Obviously, that's part of you know having your own site. You have the ability to do what you want. But just in my personal experience, you always want to err on the side of not coming off as sales pitchy and um, just continue to provide great content. And then as the opportunity presents itself, you can always do that. But uh, in this particular case, it was an obvious transition to someone who was going to purchase a product. And don't ever assume that they're going to purchase through your link because she may have found my site, you know, a week or so ago and it may have already slipped her mind other than the fact that my email address is at that particular domain. Obviously, it wasn't fresh in her mind or she had not clicked on an affiliate link previously, so she did not have the cookie set. But that's what my thought was. She must have gone to my site, probably was interested in the product, clicked through to the site, so there's probably a cookie set. So I erred on the side of not being sales pitchy at all, and that was a mistake in that case. So if, you know, somebody is going to purchase a product of yours, they're really close and you've had some interactions with them, don't be afraid, especially in situations like that, to ask for the sale. It can't hurt. Just, uh, you know, don't don't be real sales pitchy. You can always just say, hey, here's an affiliate link to this product. You will not pay anything additional, and I will get a small commission as a result of you purchasing through my link. Of course, you're under no obligation to do so, but I would greatly appreciate it. It's as easy as that, and I'm sure she would have purchased through that link, and I would have got that commission. So... It's just a way of, you know, over the past two or three days, I've had five or six emails, probably maybe a half hour's worth of conversation with this person. It's just a way of being compensated compensated for helping them through the process and get the questions that they wanted answered. They would, you know, absolutely not have a problem with doing so. So that is just something I'm going to have to get over, and I'm sure I will within a day or two, but that'll bug me for a little bit. But at any rate, uh, certainly you want to err on the side of caution, so don't uh, come across as overly salesy. So when in doubt, uh, don't uh, excessively do that. But in this particular case, it was a clear case that... uh, 
it would not have harm, caused any harm, and I'm sure she would have been more than happy to do so. So just wanted to present that to you as a case, you know, if you're in that situation, don't be afraid to ask for that commission. I'm sure in nine cases out of ten, somebody will not be put off by that, especially in a situation like that where you've had some interactions. And really the worst thing that could happen is they say no or they just don't purchase through your link anyway. So you are no worse off than you would have been uh, if you hadn't asked. So that's just a quick learning experience. So those are the three key factors for online success. In summary, you have to get started, and it's always best to err on the side of action rather than getting bogged down in the research phase. Number two, progress, not perfection. And number three, don't be afraid to ask for that sale when appropriate. So hopefully those have given you some ideas to think about. And if you've been on the fence or have not yet started or made progress, hopefully this gives you some incentive to just jump in and learn as you go along because there's no better way to learn than to actually get started and um, you know adapt as you run into certain things. Certain things are always going to come up no matter what. Even the best laid plans are going to run into some roadblocks along the way. So certainly get started, jump in there, see what this is all about, and then adapt as you go along. And uh, if you've been following along or you listened to my introduction, you know that I had a number of different sites, some that uh, definitely didn't work, I've let expire, some were just experiments, but all of them have been a part of my learning experience and have gotten me to where I am today. So Certainly, I don't regret anything that I've started and uh, either dropped or there's certain things that just didn't work along the way. I don't regret a single one. And I'm going to end this particular section with two quotes, both from Mark Twain, and they're both really relevant to these uh, key factors. And one of them says, the secret to getting ahead is getting started, which is obviously very relevant. And the other is 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did. So those are some great quotes by Mark Twain to nail home the points that we've already stressed here. Let's jump right into our niche site tool of the week. And this week, it's going to be the Evernote application. And most of you are probably familiar with that, but if you're not, Evernote is a great way to keep track of all your different ideas up in your head and get them down into a platform where you can have access to it from anywhere. So I have Evernote on my phone primarily, and it also has a web component where you can access that same information um, anywhere where you're near a web browser. But what I find is that at various times, I'm all, it's always a weird time when I come up with ideas for my niche sites. So it may be in the middle of the night or just before going to bed when I'm driving on the road. And Evernote gives you the ability to record that information, whether you're typing it in or you can always leave uh, recorded audio. You can add pictures. So whenever ideas strike you, you can always keep track of it inside the Evernote app, and I think that's really important. Otherwise, I always forget things. So it's best if you have a pad close by to your bed. You can just wake up in the middle of the night and write something down. That's always good, too. I don't go quite that far, but it would probably help me to do that. But at any rate, Evernote is great for that. And again, it syncs between their online app and your mobile app. So it's a great way to keep track of those ideas so that you don't lose them. And then when you have some free time, you can just jump right in and get started on your next niche site project. 
So that's pretty much going to wrap it up for the content for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, but I am going to take this opportunity that if you have not yet gotten started with your online adventures and you don't have your domain name, you don't have your hosting, you don't potentially have a theme or anything selected, I am going to take this opportunity to ask for the sale. I learned from my mistake earlier, and I know you guys appreciate the content out there, so I'm just going to take this opportunity to point you to my resources page. If you go to nichesitetools.com forward slash resources. There is also a link for that on the top of the site. You can see all the different tools and resources that I've utilized on my own sites. And uh, if you're interested, you can check them out, go through some affiliate links there, and I'd get a small commission at no additional cost to you, as you know. So for instance, if you don't yet have web hosting or you don't yet have a theme, you can go to nichesitetools.com forward slash hosting where you can check out Web Hosting Hub, which is the web host that I utilize and I negotiated with them. I did actually do this. I'm not just saying that. And uh, it took a couple of days, but I negotiated with them to be able to provide you the lowest available rate to anyone. Typically, they only offer that to their top affiliates, of which I am definitely not one. So that's the best possible rate you can get. And it is cheaper than many of the other um, hosting companies out there. They've been great. Their support is awesome. And I know that Bluehost, a lot of folks were down for at least six to eight hours recently. Some heavy hitters like Chris Guthrie, his site was down a couple of months back due to outages with Bluehost. And knock on wood, I have not had any outage over probably five minutes is the max over a three-year period that I've utilized them. So not to say that can't happen. All web hosts are subject to that, but my web hosting experience with them has been great. My sites have been really responsive, and again, I have not had any large-scale outages unexpectedly. So they've been a great web host. Again, that's nichesitetools.com forward slash hosting. And if you don't yet have a theme and uh, you would like to purchase a premium theme, you can check out Elegant Themes by going to nichesitetools.com forward slash theme or forward slash elegant, either way. And uh, those are just some of the ways that uh, you could pay me back if you found my content relevant and useful to you. And if you haven't yet signed up for uh, some of those services. So definitely when you get a chance, I'd really appreciate it if you check out that resources page and see if there's anything on there that uh, interests you. And uh, oh, thank you to Jeff. Also, he purchased through my resources page the uh, podcasting microphone that I'm using, utilizing, which is the ATR2100 great microphone and pop filter. He purchased those through my Amazon affiliate links, which are on my resources page as well, just this past week. So again, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate that. And thank you to anyone that uh, purchases through my affiliate links. I really appreciate it. It keeps me going and uh, allows me to create the great content I'm providing to you guys. And with that, I will wrap it up for this week. Again, just a quick summary. Three key factors for online success. Number one, getting started. Number two, progress, not perfection. And number three, don't be afraid to ask for that sale when appropriate. Thanks again for everybody listening and have a fantastic week. Bye-bye.